This is On The Tee. Brought to you by Canteen Vodka Soda. Ready to drink, ready to go. Now here's your host, Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in, welcome in. It is On The Tee here on 98.7 ESPN. A full hour of uh, golf talk getting you ready for round four of the, uh, of course, the Charles Schwab uh, that's taking place right now. So, uh, so as always, let's take a look at the leaderboard and uh, and where everything stands heading into today's final round. And Scotty Scheffler at the top leaderboard at eleven under, shot a two. Uh, he was two under yesterday, and so uh, he's really. He's really the guy to beat here. And, you know, very interesting. Not sure if everybody else out there, I'm sure if you're listening to this golf show, I'm sure you play in a golf survivor pool. I picked Scotty Scheffler uh, last week for the PGA Championship uh, just because of the type of season that he's having. And it's on full display this weekend, that's for sure. On top of the fact that he said that uh, Southern Hills was his favorite golf course in the world, not just in the country, but in the world. So, uh, so I, I ran with Scotty Scheffler last week, and of course he couldn't even make the cut. But obviously, um, bodes well for him, considering was able to le- leave Southern Hills uh, after that Friday round and uh, and get a jump start here um, at uh, the the Colonial Country Club, of course, in in Fort Fort Worth. So uh, he's had plenty of time to uh, get more familiar with this track. And uh, it's very interesting. In, in years past, uh, this isn't a track, this isn't a tournament that, that Scotty actually plays well in. But boy, um, has he had a, uh, a fantastic week so far. So uh, let's just, let, let's, let's marinate in regard to um, what potentially could happen today for Scotty Scheffler if, of course, he wins. Now, um, again, he's got a two-shot lead on everybody else. Uh, Brendan Todd is behind him at nine under. Scott Stallings, who hasn't won on tour in quite a while, in fact, um, had to had to win to qualify for the U.S. Open that he did last week and then came to this tournament feeling good about his game, and he's nine under, so kudos to him. Uh, so those are the two guys uh, that are tied for second, Todd and Stallings, two shots back. Uh, and then, of course, you've got Varner, who's eight under, who's at four. And a few guys that are tied at fifth. One guy that I liked coming in was Kristen Kirk, and he's seven under along with Reed, uh, Cameron Davis, uh, just to name a few. Um, Pereira, who we know had a phenomenal week last week uh, at the PGA Championship, went into Sunday with the lead, but a rookie. Nerves got to him, and we saw him crumble and fall, and of course uh, did not win. JT, as we know, won the PGA Championship, but uh, Pereira, his game picked up where he left off last week. He's tied for ninth right now at six under. Jordan Spieth is tied for 12th at five under. Jordan Spieth was another guy that I liked coming in. As we know, Jordan from Texas uh, knows how to play in these type of conditions, hot which means that it's dry, which means that the greens are really fast and winds expected to gust up to 35 miles per hour today. And you know, that's what you get when you play in Texas. So just to kind of give you an idea, Tony Finau was, was another guy that I liked, another golfer I liked coming in along with Kevin Na. Both of them are tied for 17th at four under. So I'm going to give you a, a plethora of plays today that you can make uh, in this tournament 
but you know let's let's spend a little time again just marinating in just the 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 brilliance of Scotty Scheffler. So uh, eleven under, he has a fifty five percent chance of winning this bad boy today. His odds, if you want to lay the coin, is minus one forty. Okay, uh, uh, again, a little bit too more too much juice for my liking, but nonetheless, um, this is this is his tournament to lose. It really is. But I felt that way last week um, in the PGA Championship, of course, before uh, they all teed off. But nonetheless, uh, his stats, he's first in, for, for the first three rounds, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he's first in strokes gain total, as well as tee to green. He's third off the tee. Uh, th- the only place where he is struggling is putting, where he's 18th in strokes gain putting. Um, you know, but could that improve today? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we've all been there. You're flat stick. Some days it shows up, some days it doesn't. Uh, do I expect him to get worse at putting? No, I don't. I only expect him to get better. So again, uh, 55% chance that Scotty Scheffler wins this bad boy today. And if that happens, here's what's at stake for him. And keep in mind, Scotty Scheffler is only 25 years old. If he wins today, he can become the fourth golfer since 1960 to post five wins in the year's first five months. Marinate in that. Arnold Palmer did it twice. Johnny Miller, Tom Watson also pulling it off. So he would become just the fourth golfer. A feat that Tiger Woods did not, was not able to to pull off. Um, It would be the first five-win season on tour since Justin Thomas had that many in 2016 and 2017. Again, something Tiger Woods was not able to accomplish. Become only the third player in history to capture his first five titles in the same season. Tiger wasn't able to do that. And uh, last but not least, how rare is this one um, that the last time that this has has happened where he won sixth, where um, Bobby Lockie pulled it off in 1947 when he won six times. Uh, Kirkwood Sr. got his five before that uh, in 1923. So um, to become the third player in history to capture his first five titles in the same season, it hasn't happened since 1947. Okay? 1923, 1947. And if if Scotty is able to win today, obviously you would add 2022 to that. It's 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 really it's 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 pretty magnificent what he's been able to do this season. His iron play has been magnificent, uh, especially this season. He's he he leads all golfers in strokes gained tee to green. Um so, so that's, I mean, that's what's on the line for Scotty Scheffler today, like I said, which is, is pretty magnificent. And so, um, I'm definitely going to be tuning in later on this afternoon. I mean, like I just shared with you, there's history in the making here when it comes to Scotty Scheffler in regard to the tournament itself, the Charles Schwab challenge, um, the last two winners, um, the last, the last two 50, 54 hole leaders at the Charles Schwab challenge failed to win, by the way. Phil Mickelson won, having trailed by six, uh, heading into Sunday back in 2000. And Sergio Garcia won from five strokes back uh, 12 months, a year after that, in, in, in 2001. So, um, you know, not necessarily, this isn't a tournament trend-wise where uh, the, the guy who's at the top of the leaderboard heading into Sunday's round always wins, but, 
you know, as I just pointed out, Scotty Scheffler is not your average bear. Um, since 2001, we've seen only two winners trailing by as many as three strokes through 54 holes. So Chris Kirk, who again, I liked coming in and right now he's tied for fifth and he's seven under, uh, one back in 2015 and Kevin, Kevin Kisner won back in 2017 with every other winner. It's only been within two. So I share those trends with you just to, you know, if, if you're one who's into trends like I am. Um, and, and looking at, uh, at this leaderboard, really the only guy that I, I feel can give Scotty a run for his money is Brendan Todd. And that's where my money's flowing today. And, and not because again, not because I don't believe Scotty Scheffler uh, is going to win this. I do believe Scotty Scheffler is going to win this, but if there is a guy in this field who's only two shots back, who has an opportunity to pull the upset on the day, for me, I do believe it's Brendan Todd. Uh, and and Data Goff, he's got 11% chance. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Of winning this bad boy. If you want to throw coin on him, I already have this morning. It's seven to one for Brendan Todd to, uh, to win this tournament. Also, uh, you can play a matchup if you think Brendan Todd is going to have a better fourth round score than Scotty Scheffler, you can get that at plus 165. So those, I, I think, are, are two ways um, that there's some value there that you can play this that I, I, I think could be uh, beneficial, obviously monetarily beneficial to a number of people out there. In regard to Todd, his stats, he's, uh, for the for the first three rounds, he's second in strokes gained total, fifth off the tee, and first putting. Now, um, he had the best round yesterday. Uh, he was five under yesterday, shot a 65. It was a day where it was tough. I'm looking here yesterday, um, you know, only, what, uh, just a handful of guys were under par. Um, you know, I'd, I'd say what less than, less than 20 guys were able to shoot under par, uh, a lot of them one under. So, uh, a very difficult day yesterday. Like I said, weather conditions there, it's hot, it's dry. It means things are fast. The winds you could, you could, if you watched yesterday were, were definitely whipping and they're only going to get worse today. And keep in mind, Todd and, uh, and Scotty are going to be obviously that, that last twosome that are going to tee off. So they're going to get the brunt of it. Here's the thing about Todd. Um, he loves he loves playing. First of all, he loves this track. Um, he has gone on record to say that this is, this is his favorite tournament to play in. Um, on top of that, he plays extremely well in these conditions. He loves the heat. He loves the wind. He loves every minute of it. He loves this layout. He says the reason he likes playing in the wind is because it allows him to shape his shots better and he uses the wind to his advantage. 
So, um, again, he's called this his favorite PGA Tour event. Um, his first uh, three PGA Tour wins um, came in, in the Texas spring conditions, the 2014 Aaron Nelson as well. And, uh, and when the winds are howling and the greens are, 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 are running firm, this is where Todd excels. So uh, he only needed, to, by the way, he only needed 22 putts yesterday to, uh, to put up that, that five under. So, and he ranks uh, seventh on tour in strokes gained putting. So I just share all this with you to say, again, full disclosure, full transparency. Do I expect Scotty Scheffler to seal the deal and win this tournament today? I do. But where are you going to find the value if you want to if you want to wager uh, on this uh, on this on this final round? I think you're going to find the value in Brendan Todd again because of the metrics I just shared with you. Also, the fact that this is his favorite track, this is his favorite um, tournament, and this is these weather conditions that uh, that they're going to be experiencing today is where he excels, and you could get him to win at seven to one. Data Golf have, has him as a 11% chance of winning this bad boy. Um, also, you can wager that he'll finish in the top five. Data Golf has him a 64% chance that he's going to finish in the top five, uh, but that's minus 150. Again, uh, to each their own, you know, a, a little bit too much juice for me. I'd rather lay some money that he's going to potentially win at seven to one, and I'm also going to play him in a shooting a better fourth round than Scotty Scheffler at plus 165. Uh, there's some other guys, of course, uh, that we're going to dive into on the leaderboard, right? Like Stallings. What a great story that is. Uh, and, and he's up there as well. He's, uh, he's tied for second with Todd. I'll share with you those metrics. And there are some other golfers out there that I liked coming in uh, that have performed well, not fantastic, but well enough that I think that we're going to have some value in them to finish in the top five and top 10. And we get back. I'll share those with you as well. On the tee with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Like I said, uh, if, if there's one guy uh, today that can, uh, can ruin Scotty Scheffler's uh, Memorial Day weekend Sunday, it's Brendan Todd. Seven to one to win. Minus 150 to finish in the top five has, has a 64% chance of doing so. By the way, uh, on the tee, uh, brought to you by PGA Tour Superstore. It's golf's biggest season at your New York and New Jersey PGA Tour Superstores, the home of golf pros and beginners with the largest selection of golf clubs, men's and women's apparel, and of course, a lot more. Uh, and this is Inside the Numbers, brought to you by Teza. So uh, again, Brendan Todd, second in strokes gained total, fifth off the tee, first in putting which is uh, really, really crucial considering, and again, the numbers I shared with you earlier in regard to Scotty Scheffler, first in total, first tee to green, third off the tee, but 18th in putting. Will putting be a deciding factor today? Possibly. Some other guys that I'm, uh, that I'm keeping an eye on uh, because uh, I am going to throw some coin on um, to see how they're going to, uh, to, to predict how they're going to, to finish. Kevin Nall was a player I liked coming in, and I did put money on him to finish in the top 20. Right now, he's four under. He's tied for 17th. He's 12th in strokes gained total, fourth on approach. This is what he specializes in, one of the best ball strikers on tour. The negative with Kevin Nall is that he is not long off the tee, but this is a course where you don't need a lot of distance. If you've been watching the first three, 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 three days, you'll see that a number of guys are teeing off with their irons. 
Um, and so uh, that that's really, those are the tournaments where Kevin Nall really excels. Unfortunately, he's also known as a good putter, typically likes to walk his putts in, but nonetheless, uh, his flat stick has not been performing the first three days. He's 42nd in strokes game putting. So no bueno for him. Can he turn that around today? But he's still, here's the thing. He's four under, he's tied for 17th. So he's still going to finish in the top 20. Um, but how about if that putter does come alive today, possibly finishing in the top 10? He's got a 25% chance of finishing in the top 10. Again, this is from Data Golf, and you could wager that he'll finish in the top 10 at 3-1. to one. And I do like that a lot. Uh, if uh, if you do like Kevin Na over Tony Finau, Tony Finau was another guy that I liked coming in. He's tied for 17th as well. Him and him and, and Na will uh, be there, the, the twosome that will be teeing off together. Uh, but you can wager that Na will have a better fourth round than Tony Finau at minus 105. At minus 105. But um, but I am going to play him to, uh, I've already got money down on him to finish in the top 20. So he's he's where he's sitting right now is pretty solid. But I am going to throw some extra coin on him to finish in the top 10. And you can get that at three to one. Um, and two other guys I, I, I want to mention before we take a break and we bring in John Mascari. And that's uh, that's Chris Kirk who's won here before. He's seven under. He was even yesterday. He's fifth in strokes gained total. He's 10th in strokes gained putting. He has a 42% chance of finishing in the top five. And guess what? You can get that at plus 175. That just might be my favorite bet on the slate today. Kirk finishing the top five at plus 145. And again, Data Golf has that at 42%. Um, and last but not least, Jordan Spieth. I liked Jordan Spieth coming into Saturday. Unfortunately, did not have the round that I was expecting him to have. Um, and uh, right now, I just want to pull up that uh, the percentage in regard to uh, finishing. So here he is. Uh, he's at even right now. To finish in the top 10 is a 44% chance. To finish in the top 5, it's a 19% chance. Um, he is 12th in strokes gain total. He is first in strokes gain around the green, but unfortunately he is 47th in strokes gain putting. So he is another one who's been struggling um, with his flat stick. He is five under and he's tied for 12th. So um, you could get him to finish in the top 10 at even money. You could get him to finish in the top five at plus 350. So those are, are, are two, uh, two prop bets uh, that, that I'm going to play as well. Kirk and and Spieth. Um. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And uh, in, in regards to some of the matchups out there, round four matchups that I like, I do like Todd. I think Scotty Scheffler could play very, very safe today, uh, knowing that he's got a two-shot lead. And uh, and again, just how much I've read and have heard that Brendan Todd loves this golf course. Uh, so I'm going to play Todd over Scheffler in round four today at plus 165. 
Um, also, uh, you can get Stallings. What a great story that is. Uh, I skipped right over that. So get this. Stallings, who right now is, is tied for second with Todd, is ranked 206th in the world. Um, he didn't make the field last week in the PGA Championship, so he didn't have to like grind it out at Southern Hills. But what he did do was he shot a pair of 67s in the 36-hole U.S. Open final qualifier in Dallas to reach the major for only the third time. He picked up his clubs. He came here and played in this tournament. He hasn't won on tour in eight years. He's 37 years old. He's only made one cut in his last five starts. But he's really putting it together. Third in strokes gained total. First in strokes gained approach. If you feel that he has a chance to win it, uh, that's nine to one. That's not where my money is flowing. If you feel that he can finish in the top five, he's got a 61% chance from data golf. And you can get that at almost even money, minus 110. But I do like him over Reed, Patrick Reed, who's been struggling this season. Let's be honest. And you could get that at even money. So I'm going to play Stallings over Reed in round four. I'm going to play Kirk over Riley in round four as well at minus 115. I'm going to play Spieth over Burns at minus 130. I'm going to play Na over Finau at minus 105. And I'm going to play Homa over Morikawa at plus 115. Those are the matchups that I'm playing uh, this afternoon as well. I know it's a lot. <laughs> if you missed any portion of this show, by the way, uh, we're with you until nine o'clock. Immediately, our producers, uh, Tom and, and Ty, uh, they, uh, they post it up on, uh, on my Twitter feed, at Anita Marks, and you go back and you can uh, listen to the show, go back, and, and if, if maybe you're near the car, you haven't had a chance to write these down, uh, you could go back and listen to the show. Uh, really quick, before we do take a break, we're going to have John Muscari bring us in. Uh, I, I do want to play Scotty Scheffler, who had an opportunity to sit down and talk to the media yesterday after, uh, after his, his round. He was two under on Saturday, now a two-shot lead heading into, uh, heading into this afternoon. Let's listen in. This is Scotty Scheffler with the media. Scotty, you had no bogeys all tournament, and you had one on 17, rebounded with a 30-foot birdie putt on 18. Uh, what was going through your mind during that putt when you made it on the last hole? Well, you know, I was just glad it kind of was going towards the cup. I hit a little bit too firm. Um, I struggled, you know, a little bit with the speed of the greens today. It's tough when the wind gets blowing that hard. You know, like 18, I'm putting downhill, but straight into the wind. And depending on what kind of gust I get, it's going to move that ball around the green a lot. And so um, that one, I was just trying to make sure I got it to the hole because putting downhill when the greens kind of get iffy late in the day is very tough. And so it's, it's much easier when you're on the other side of the hole putting up. And, you know, fortunately, that one, that one hit the bottom of the cup. How big of a boost mentally was chipping on 10? You had some pretty close calls on a few holes afterwards, obviously, on 11. And then I think it was 14. You had a pretty good look, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was playing good golf. Um, it, was, it was really tough out there. I don't, I don't know if you were out there on the golf course, but the winds were up really high. The greens were actually pretty firm. And so it was, it was challenging. The birdies you know, were not coming easy to anybody out there late in the day. For you, what was the key to navigating those winds when they got pretty blustery out there mid-round? I mean, just trying to hit good shots. You can't do anything about the gusts. Um, just kind of what happens. You just got to be committed to what you're doing. And um, hopefully if I hit enough good shots, you know, I'll be able to get a few good breaks and some bad ones as well and just kind of ride things out. Yeah. Hey, Scott, do you have any uh, stories from the round about when the wind really did something to your golf ball, either carried it farther or maybe? Yeah, I mean, far. most of the back nine, I felt like the golf ball was just going forever. Um, you know, I hit it past the pin on 12, past the pin on 13, then 14 was one where it was a similar angle to where I had on 12, 
and the numbers worked out great to where I was like, oh, I can just hit the same shot. It'll be really good here. And I pulled it slightly. It may have been a couple yards further, and it flew like almost 25 yards past the pin because the wind just died. And so that's just stuff that, that kind of happens out there. And then, like, we get to 16, and that pin in the morning was probably really really easy pin. But then the wind starts blowing 25, and the green gets firm. It's very hard to actually get it there uh, close to the hole. And um, that's just one example of just how the golf course changes as the day goes on. How do you uh, sort of reset your plan um, when the wind blows here? Because when the wind doesn't blow, as you showed yesterday, you can get around and. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a golf course you have to be pretty careful around. It's very challenging. And um, when you get things going in the right direction, you can really score. But the same goes when you, things go in the wrong direction. So just trying to stay in the moment and hit good quality shots. Did you play defensive golf today? Yeah, I just played golf. <laughs> you know, I just trying to hit good shots and. Just kind of work your way around the golf course. Right. Thanks. Yeah. I would say the only time I would ever really change strategy is if I'm maybe one down or something like that going at 18. I have to make a birdie. Um, my strategy around the golf course won't really change too much throughout the day. I'm just, you know, trying to shoot the lowest score possible. Again, that's Scotty Scheffler talking to the media uh, post his uh, his round three on Saturday. On the tee with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, out there at uh, the Charles Schwab, um, temperatures are supposed to get up into uh, the 90s. It's really dry and it's going to be windy. 30 gusts up to 35 miles per hour. And as we know, uh, those who tee off in the afternoon are going to get the brunt of it. So it's going to be a good show for Scotty Scheffler and Brendan Todd. Joining us is John Mascari, head pro at Alpine Country Club. Uh, John, welcome in. Welcome in. How you doing? I'm good. Good morning, Anita. Good morning. Good morning. First and foremost, before we start talking golf, you went to the Rangers game last night at the Garden. I saw you. You posted a photograph with you and, uh, and Joe, your son. Uh, how was it? Let us live vicariously through you. Oh, man, the Garden was rocking last night. Uh, it was great to see the Rangers come back and play a physical game. Uh, some additions to the lineup. Barkley Goodrow was back in the lineup after being hurt after the first round and made a big difference. So, you know, the, the goalie, Igor Shosturkin, played great again. And here we are, best of one. We're going to Carolina, um, and the Rangers will need to figure out how to win a road game. But uh, it's all, this is all house money, house money right now. Uh, you know, they're one of the last five teams standing in the NHL. And uh, a few years back, it was a letter from the Garden, from the Dolans, about we're rebuilding, and here we are, rebuilt and ready to go. So I'm excited um, to be a Ranger fan. I'm sure. I'm sure. And I'm sure you had a blast last night. So, uh, we're, we're, of course, uh, starting at 9 o'clock is our regular show, the Anita Mark Show, and uh, we will lead off with Rangers and Canes and, of course, that win and, uh, and, and heading into, uh, of course, Game 7 that will be played on Monday night. Okay. Um, you've got Scotty Scheffler at the top of the leaderboard, John. Uh, didn't make the cut last week, so he's had extra time um, to get ready for, for this tournament and on this track. But as I opened up the show, I, I mean, at 25 years old, there's history in the making here today to become the fourth golfer since 1960 to post five wins in the year's first five months. Uh, he would be the first five win season on tour since Justin Thomas did it back in 2016. Will become only the third player in history to capture his first five titles in the same season. And that's only been done two times before, obviously, in 1923 and 1947. I mean, these are things that Tiger Woods was not even able to accomplish. Your thoughts on Scotty Scheffler? 
Yeah, it's, uh, this could be one of the greatest seasons we've seen in golf in at least 40 years, as you mentioned, going for his fifth win, and I think he'll get it today. And I, this is an interesting stat that I, I kind of saw today. If he wins, he'll have as many FedEx Cup points as Bryson DeChambeau did heading into the Tour Championship last year. Wow. Which is good enough for third place. So you could take the rest of the season off, Scotty, <laughs> and you're playing so well. And we still have two more majors and, and all of the FedEx Cup playoffs, you know, where the points are jacked up. And this is unbelievable. He's played fantastic golf. You know, as you mentioned, he missed the cut at the PGA, which is not where he wanted to be. But it gave him some extra time to get ready and maybe stew a little bit on that and get mad and say, you know, I'm the world number one golfer. I want to regain my top form and, and keep my name on the top of the throne there. And he sure is showing it in the, at the Charles Schwab right now. That's that's for sure. And and I just pulled up the FedEx Cup standings right now. And again, Scotty Scheffler, as we know, uh, top of top of the board there. Um, and he's got a one thousand two hundred thirty nine point uh, lead on uh, on Cameron Smith. Then it goes Burns, JT, Decky, Cantley, Homa, Hoagie, Rom and Spieth. Those are your top 10. Right. So just out of curiosity in the stat that you just shared with us, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, Scotty wins this today. Um so, and, and I'm sure, you know, whether he wins another one all season long, or at least, you know, you get points, obviously, for coming in the top five, top 10. Let's say, I, you know, as we get to the FedEx Cup tournament, uh, could he take the first two tournaments off and just really get ready for the, the, the final tournament? Yeah, he probably could. I don't think he will, because, you know, playing good golf and being confident is something you want to keep on going. But he can. He and I don't think he's going to slow down going into this, into the FedEx Cup playoffs. I think he's going to have um, more top tens, more top fives as we go through the season. He's just playing with so much confidence mm-hmm. after the after the Masters win. You know, the, he's, this will probably be his fourth win on tour. He's got seven top tens already. He's just firing on all cylinders. It's great to see, and it's it's fun. It's good to be the king. <laughs> so he likes being up there, and I don't think he's going to slow down. Again, John Mascari joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. I mentioned this earlier. Brendan Todd, man, second in strokes gain total, fifth off the tee, first in putting. He came out. He said this is his favorite tournament. This is his favorite track. He loves playing in these conditions. When it's hot, it's fast. He loves the wind. He feels that the wind helps him shape his shots even better. You can get him to play the upset against Scotty Scheffler today at 7-1. to one. Worth, worth some coin there. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Miss Gary? You know, I, I, um, I, I don't think so because he's such a great putter, and I think that's why he's where he is on the leaderboard. He drives the ball great. He's very accurate off the tee, but he is a fantastic putter. And when you rely on the flat stick to be where you are on the leaderboard, you can get a little shaky here and there. So we've seen the wind play havoc with balls on the green. Um, I don't just 
plus I, I don't think the odds are that good for him to win against the world number one. I would look for better value going down the leaderboard a little bit more. Someone maybe like Kirk or Patrick Reed to take a flyer on today. But uh, it's nice to see Brendan Todd playing well. Um, as you mentioned, he's, he loves playing at, at Colonial. And um, he's in the final pairing this afternoon with Scotty, so we'll get to see it up close. Before we let you go, let's look back uh, in, in regard to the PGA Championship. And, and so for folks who don't know, uh, me and, and John and Christina, we host a digital show on Tuesdays prior to uh, the majors being played. And so our digital show, I think, what did we go? We went like, we were like 35 minutes in. We didn't even mention Justin Thomas, right? It was all about Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, we're talking Cam about Smith. so many other players. And then his name came up and we said, well, we can only pick a certain amount of people to win. We can't pick everyone. <laughs> but he, we did, you know, say that he was playing while coming in and, and just an unbelievable Sunday at Southern Hills. And uh, you, you, you watch how he comes back from seven shots, the, the biggest comeback in, at the PGA. But, you know, the other story was Mito Pereira and how this young man played exceptional golf for 71 holes and had a one-shot lead coming into the last hole and put one in the creek and lost the tournament. Didn't even get into the playoff. And you know, it reminded me a lot of Jean Vandeveld, if you remember him at, at the Open Championship where he had a lead coming into the last hole and put it in the creek and tried to hit it out of the creek and take a drop and imploded. And it's great to see him back on the leaderboard this week. right? You, you, here's someone who's played in only two majors, Southern Hills being the second one. But here he is playing now at, um, at the Charles Schwab, and he's – He's, I think, tied for ninth. He's six under. So it could have been real easy for him to be upset and be mad and, and, you know, take his ball and go home. But he's back in the mix, which shows a lot of intestinal fortitude on his behalf. He likes cashing checks, and here he is again this week. But an unbelievable tournament. Great job by the PGA. Uh, I thought Southern Hills was a fantastic venue. We talked about the weather. We talked about the sand. But still a great championship golf course. And, um Congratulations to JT on, on now his second major. Um, John, before we let you go, again, uh, head pro at Alpine Country Club. Weather looks beautiful today. Um, what what are you expecting weather conditions uh, this afternoon? I'm, I would imagine you've got a, a full club, a lot of people coming out to play today. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking out the, uh, the pro shop window right now. The range is packed. The first tee is humming. We've got a, a full tee sheet today. There's not a cloud in the sky. Everyone should be outside today. If you're not playing golf, just get outside because it's gorgeous. And uh, believe it or not, I'm going to try to play this morning. So the quicker I can get off the phone, the quicker I can get to the range and start warming up. So I'll let you go. <laughs> All right. Enjoy, enjoy your day, John. Appreciate you. Happy Memorial Day weekend, everybody. On the tee with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Christina Thompson, a CEO extraordinaire of golf for her, as I always like to say, in order to play well. You need to look good. Uh, and sure enough, uh, that's what Christina does for you. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. How are you guys? Uh, we're great. Are you uh, You're at the lake house? We are. We're at the lake. Uh, beautiful day, finally. A little golf going to happen this weekend. So nice. very, very excited. Yeah. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. I'm jelly. I played three times this week. Um, of course, you know that I, I, I hit you up to play. Unfortunately, you couldn't join me, but nonetheless, um, it looks beautiful yeah. out. So, uh, in, enjoy your round yeah. today. Uh, with that being said, before we start talking about the ladies, uh, Scotty Scheffler, 
about to make history today, right? Two shot lead going into today. If he does, uh, I've been sharing throughout the show, like everything uh, that he's going to be able to accomplish. Do you think he gets it done today? Or do you think Brendan Todd plays upset? Uh, yeah, listen, we don't, we all love a good upset, but it's the year of Scotty. I mean, come on. He's got the, he's going to win this. He has to win this. But honestly, I think the better story would be if Mita Pereira, you know, who you guys were talking about earlier, who's six under, I'd like to see him have redemption and just like come out like guns blazing and take the tournament. So I know it's unlikely, but yeah, I, I think Scotty, Scotty's going to hold on for the win. I mean, it's going to be, it'll be, it's going to be great golf either way. So. Lots of lots of good golf to be played today. I, I like that that storyline though, right? Like Pereira, yeah. he's six under. So and 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 the trends here, the history of this tournament, nobody's ever won it, uh, being more than two to three shots back, uh, heading into the final round on Sunday. So trend wise, doesn't bode well for him. But um, and especially yeah. as well we as Scotty Scheffler. Crazy things happen. We have like last you know, week we- with Justin Thomas. Yeah, right. So, I mean, it could happen. Who, 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 again? You, you, me, and John neglected to mention in our preview show on our digital show. Like, unless we were thirty-two minutes yeah. in. Hey, guys, we didn't even mention Justin Thomas. What fools we are. Um, with game. that being said, the LP, the LPGA in action. Uh, what, uh, what, what's been going on this week, and what can we expect today? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You know, honestly, there's so much going on right now in women's golf. Like, I feel like I need, like, an entire hour to talk about women's golf right now. But today is the final day of the Bank of Hope match play, which is being held at Shadow Creek Golf Club in Las Vegas. We start out with some of the biggest names in women's golf, but the four players who advance to the semifinals are, like, just some of the not, you know, lesser known uh, names to some of the casual golf fans out there, including two young Americans who are looking for their first victory. So the two matches that we have right now are Yoon Hee Ji from South Korea versus Andrea Lee from the USA, who plays on the Epson Tour. And then the second match is Ayaka Fior from Japan with Lila Vu from the USA. The finals, uh, the semifinal matches are playing today, followed by the championship match and the third place match. So, um, some really cool stuff going on on the LPGA, but you know, just speaking of like the young talent that's going on right now, big shout out to Stanford women's golf team. They won the NCAA women's golf championship at Greyhawk golf club in Arizona. They beat the university of Oregon three matches to two to come away with the trophy and clean sweep of the tournament. Now the freshman Roseanne who won the individual title earned a spot in this week's U S women's U S open, which is one of the many storylines we are following heading to Pine Needles, where the women are playing the 77th Women's U.S. Open. Tons of crazy good storylines. You know, with 156 players in the field, the best in the game, um, you know, it's hard to, like, narrow down, like, where we're really going to focus our efforts on. But the biggest storyline, I think, right now is the purse. 
It is one of the, um, it's the largest and it's historic. It's $10 million purse. It's up 4.5 oh, million wow. from last year. Crazy, crazy money. The winner is going to walk away with $1.8 million. Now, with the help of presenting sponsor ProMedica, the purse is now set to increase up to $12 million over the next five years. And, you know, this year, players who miss the cut, normally when you, when you, um, when you play a major a tournament, you don't earn any money if you miss the cut. But um, at the USGA, at the US Open last year, the girls, um, they won, they received $4,000. But this year, they doubled it $8,000 um, to anyone who misses the cut, which is, you know, it's incredible because $8,000 is life-changing for some of these girls, especially with 19 of the players in the field on the Epson Tour, which is equivalent to the Web.com Tour. Um, so the purse, big storyline, really excited to see where women's golf is going. Another storyline, if you haven't heard, Michelle Wee announced that she will step away from the LPGA Tour after this year's Women's Open. She told Golf Week that the physical toll that the game has taken on her body between having her first child in June of 2020 and then various injuries we've watched her um, be challenged with, surgeries, you know, it just made it harder for her to recover quickly after the rounds. And I think there's a lot of other things Michelle has on her plate that she's been getting involved with. But as you know, I feel like Michelle's been around for a bazillion years. You know, she came out on the scene and back in 02 where she was the youngest player to Monday qualify for a tour when she was 12 years old. Like, I know at 12 years old, I was not doing anything close to epic as what Michelle Wee was doing. Um, Michelle, you know, she's got five victories, one of which is the 2014 U.S. Open. It's her only major win. So this will mark her 17th appearance in the U.S. Women's Open. Uh, Another storyline we're following is Nellie Korda, world number two. She's going to be coming back. She's playing for the first time since February after being diagnosed with a blood clot in in her arm. So pretty serious condition. She's been taking care of herself, but we're excited to see her back out there. This is her eighth U.S. Open appearance. She's seven-time champion. Um, she's made five cuts in seven U.S. Opens, but not really expecting great things from her. We're just happy to see that she's healthy and that she's back out in the field this week. And another one, Annika. We've got three-time U.S. Women Open champion Annika Sorenstam, who's playing again this week. Um, she captured her first – or no, excuse me, I think it was her second U.S. Open title back in 96 at Pine Needle. So at 51 years old, she's looking to become the oldest U.S. Women's Open winner ever. The record being held by Babe Zaharias, who won it in 54 at the age of 43. So lots of really cool storylines to watch this week. Uh, Just some good stuff. So hope everyone tunes into this. Give the women some love. Great stuff as always. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for filling us in. That that is that's uh, it's a, a plethora, hefty, hefty plate of some LPGA news and notes. And so so appreciate you. Uh, really, always want to make it clear that uh, you know the LPGA women uh, just as important. Um, unfortunately, I know they their their you know viewership isn't as large, and and obviously we're sitting here talking about their purse money not as large, uh, but uh, but just as important. So uh, Christina, so appreciate you. Hello to Mark, and you guys uh, enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thanks everyone. Enjoy the weekend. You got it. Christina Thompson, golf for her. Uh, we're going to end the show with my picks brought to you by Weissman Bourbon from Kentucky Owl. And uh, just to recap, again, this is Scotty Scheffler's tournament to lose. And and I don't believe that he will. 
Um, there is history in the making here. If you have an opportunity, even if you want to put the tournament on background noise, as a lot of people like to call it, uh, I would, uh, because the last time a golfer has been able to accomplish what he potentially could accomplish today, uh, has not happened since 1947. And prior to that, 1923. Uh, and of course that's, uh, winning five tournaments in uh, in a season that's you know not even over yet it's just it's 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 wild um but if you and he's got a 55 percent chance from data golf to uh to win you're laying 140 to win 100 uh where's the value to me the value is in brendan todd to possibly play the upset and uh you can get him to win at seven to one his chances are 11 percent uh from data golf so i'm gonna put some coin on him um, also, I've got uh, Kevin Na to finish in the uh, top 10 at 3-1. to one. Um, I've got Chris Kirk as well um, to finish in the... I've got Chris Kirk to finish in the top 10 at plus 175. I've got Jordan Spieth to finish in the top 10 at even. And some of the matchups I'm going to be playing, Todd to have a better fourth round than Scheffler at plus 165. Stallings to have a better uh fourth round then uh reed at plus 105 kirk over riley at minus 111 spieth over burns at minus 130 na over finau at minus 105 and homa over morikawa at plus 115 those are the the bets that i'm going to be making i've already made uh, this morning so hopefully uh it, it will make us all winners and uh, on this fun memorial day weekend on the tee with anita marks on 98.7 ESPN.